guys. Welcome back, my friends. Welcome back to our podcast. I am Chris Alexa, joined by my awesome team here. How are you guys? Yeah, doing Good. great. Thank Got you. Kimberly over here, Justin Good. over here. How are y'all doing? Good. Loving Good. life. Loving life. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, welcome. Welcome to our little set today. But hey, I want to tell you, thank you for joining us to our podcast, uh, People Bring Profit. Um, and uh, I, I want to push this to you. Please, please go subscribe. Man, subscriptions have gone up. Justin's out here playing with this stuff, seeing all the subscription came to me today. And uh, we gained a lot. We had a great conversation last week with our guy Frankie there, Madison's. And so much fun. Yeah. So much fun with yeah. that guy. And uh, can't wait to get him back on because... I was sitting there visiting with him with some ideas that we can really push out to you guys, uh, talk about in the future of being, you know, independent franchising and other, and our minds were going crazy. So super excited about that. But there is one thing that I do want to bring up that Justin called it to my and Kim's attention. And Kim was like, what? Was us being posted on YouTube on Gary V's channel. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, that was cool. That blew my mind. Yeah. So like I got a notification on YouTube and it was like, you know, business mindset and I cl- I watched his videos and I clicked it. I was like, that's us. Yeah. Holy yeah. crap, that's us. And then I got a text from one of our leaders out in the field, totally unrelated. The text and he was like, "Holy crap, you're on his uh his podcast show." So <laughs> he also posted it on iTunes and Spotify under his, you know, uh Ask Daily or Gary V. So it was uh, so cool to see that he thought our 15 minutes actually added value to his audience. Yeah. Yeah. It was cool to see. Uh, and it was neat to, because you actually <laughs> reached out to his team about it. And they, they were like, oh, yeah, because they, they they posted it and wrote everything. But they didn't put it because everybody that was commenting on his page about us was wanting, hey, what podcast is it? Because it didn't list our link to it oh. and you reached out to yeah, them. They, they <laughs> threw it right in the description. And then we also, you know, wanted to really politely say, Hey, cause it was their clip was the Google hangouts from their end. Yeah. But we've got all this professional equipment, these crazy cameras, the oh, audio. So it's like, come on over. And if you know, you're looking for awesome audio and video, come check us out. So it, it was really cool. Don't, yeah. g- yeah. don't get me started there, but yeah, Kim, uh, <laughs> uh, Justin reached out to them, and it was funny. They replied right back. Said, yeah, Justin, we're sorry. Yeah, we'll put that in there. I'm like, yep. dude, that's like Gary Vee's people sitting in New York City right now posting that and then commenting back to us and on the email and saying, yeah, we'll fix it, put you in there. <laughs> but to the yeah to the negative people, I got good equipment. Don't be dogging. You don't even know this. Oh, they were like, oh, oh they're so good. Gosh. Why do they have cheap equipment? Because it was making some static because they used their feed because they were recording on their end, so they didn't have our audio file. So it was making some clicking out. Some little <laughs> chump out there was like, uh, tell them to get better equipment. They might get more subscriptions. I got good equipment, man. Hey, tell them to come pay for it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> if you know me, I got good stuff. Yeah. I mean, I mean, we're going to fake it with this good mic on here. Oh so, um, But now that's the negative. I didn't negative. realize that. I didn't even know that. Yeah, see, I wasn't going to tell you because yeah. you would have went off on somebody. No but, worries. Uh, they don't bother me at all. Yeah, but thank you, Gary V. I'm supporting today. The Bullish Bowl. Yes. Justin got me this shirt for a present for me, and I'm wearing it proudly today. Yeah. Um, so, but, hey, welcome, guys. Thank you yes. back. Thank you. Thank you back. Um, hey, welcome back to us. But, hey, I, I do – this is a conversation we're going to have today. I was at – high school football game and this happens to us all the time we get we get invited to schools to go talk me and you've done a great talk to a high school tool school uh, one day and we get asked to go talk a lot but I was at a high school football game went up right before the kickoff and one a, a friend of ours kid grabbed me and said Mr. Chris can I pick your brain real quick and I said yeah what you got man I thought I was gonna ask about the football game who are we gonna win and he was like I want to be you I said oh okay so that's where we're gonna get at this conversation he said how do I 
become you. And I said, okay, what are you doing right now? Yeah. And we talked. Yeah. And we had a good, you know, 15-minute conversation. I was rushing because they're about to introduce my daughter. It's her senior year. And I'm kind of looking over my shoulder like, Seth, I got to go. But we can keep this conversation going. But I got to watch her be introduced because, unfortunately, it was our last football game to watch in yeah. the playoffs. We lost. And I got to watch her be introduced there. But that got me thinking again. Let's, let's have that conversation. Okay, because I, we get asked that all the time and we all come from different territories, different backgrounds. And I'd like to share that. So I put this up here because these are some of the questions that we get asked at, when we're out there on the stage or these kids ask us. And it's like when people walk up to us is how did you get where you got and mm -hmm. what, what do I need? What kind of skill sets do I need? What do I need to work on? What college, college education should I get? What do I need to get? to be a franchisee, to be a business owner, to be an entrepreneur or whatever, or to be successful in life. So yeah. I kind of want to start that. So I kind of took some of the five of the biggest topics that we get asked about, questions we get asked about it. This is not a Q&A question or Q&A session here. This is us just having a conversation to share some insight so I can go to Seth and say, Seth, go watch his podcast because I'd only got 15 minutes with you and it wasn't enough. And so go watch this one. So I want to ask you, Justin, first. Sure. Do you have something to say, Kim? No, I just want to say, I mean, that's Real. the foundation of our, our whole brand, our whole her, our, our um, name of our company, Aspire. And if we can just sit on here for 15 or 20 minutes and aspire the youth out there that maybe can answer questions that we don't have time to stop in our day-to-day, -day, I'm in. So ask away. Yeah. I'm here to give you give you whatever you need. I love it because that's why we do what we do right now. Yeah. That's why we're doing this right now is to share some info uh, and some positivity and some negativity to be yeah. careful of, but what we do. So yeah, let's and go. People are trying to understand, is there like, is there similarities between what our journeys were when we were young and as we were progressing through to become who we were? It's like, did we all kind of do the same thing that they can emulate and do or, you know, and are they doing those things themselves right now? Yeah. Well, I feel like too, it's also the, I feel like our school system is not being truthful to kids and like be, and, and speaking truthful, like where, where does it take to get everybody's like saying, hey, go to college, go to college. You don't always have to go to college. Some kids right. can't afford it. You know, they don't have the background of a support system to go. Right. And so there's all avenues of growth to be successful. And the success that you want in life depends on what your vision and what your passion is. And what do you see yourself? So I feel like it's a way for us to share this. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I, I do want to say, though, that education is moving toward public education is moving more towards the CTE programs, which are preparing kids that um, are not going are not deciding to go to college in the beginning. So they are starting to recognize that. So that's good. Yeah. As far as that goes. And the second layer of that is that, yeah, college isn't for everybody. But the CTE program, what I see is they, you know, they when I was going to high school, they they were starting that. I did like a construction class. Yeah, yeah. But they yeah. were teaching me how like to to you know build a brick wall. Yeah, well, no doubt we're not pouring more into our kids and setting them up for success as far as finance. There's no yeah. financial hardly. They, they just briefly touch the surface of financing and financing your own budget and your day to day life for these young kids. So yeah, that's important. They're not doing that 100. Yeah. What they need to do is tell them how to be the owner. Or how to be the developer, how to be that leader of no, that No, they guy. need to teach them how to budget their checkbook. And, and check your budget. Yeah. <laughs> and one thing yeah. I will say this we'll right off the bat before we start, man, first conversation I have with people is always say, you got to have money to make money. Yeah. So you young guys or anybody out there that's wanting to do something in their life, you got to have money. And I asked I ask my guy Seth that. I said, Seth, you got some money? No. Well, how are you going to start a business? How are you going to buy some, you know, he wanted to buy some real estate. 
Oh, yeah, you're right. I said, so if you got a job, start saving money. I don't care if you're saving $10, $20 a week. Save some money because you got to have money to make money. Okay? Yeah. Nobody's going to yeah. give you. A bank's not going to give you any money unless you got some money. That's right. Okay, so let's go let's here. Let's get into it. Yep. We're diverting. Okay. Uh, when did you start work and why, Justin? So where did you start so, at? <clears throat> I started at Eckerd Drugs. The day that I could start working, I started working there, which I think might be now Eckerd's. Rite Aid. But, I didn't uh, know that. Yeah, it was uh, Eckerd, Eckerd Drugs. I was a cashier for one of my best friends. Um, his The manager's name was Stu. And uh, I worked for Stu at Eckerd Drugs. And then the the day I could start working, you know, my official cool job is there was a pizzeria in that shopping center, Frankie's Pizza. And it was like the cool job to have. The kids would roll up with like rims on their cars. They'd have systems in their cars. And I grew up in a world where... You know, once a year before school started, I was blessed with an awesome grandma. We could pick out a couple items in the Sears catalog, and I got, like, one pair of shoes and a couple outfits that I would wear Sears every, every other Monday. day, right? Like, you'd yeah. alternate Monday, Wednesday, yeah. Friday. So it was always very important to me that I got out there and was able to make my money and buy my own things and contribute to having nice clothes or buying nice things, and I did that myself. So I've always been wired to make my own money, buy my own things. So I started off as a cashier making, you know, a couple hundred bucks every two weeks. And I realized that these kids next door delivering pizzas were making that a day. Yeah. And it was like, all right, the day that I can start driving, I want to start delivering pizzas. I need to get in with that crowd. And then the cliche drone up, you know, in New Jersey, best pizza in the world, coolest job in the world. So my first jobs were, you know, getting into Eckerd and then delivering pizza for a while and just really, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a math driven f person. I just knew if I was doing 21 deliveries a night or averaging and I'd average three bucks a delivery that I'd walk away with $93 and there was no other job in, you know, at that age mm -hmm. that I could possibly do. Um, so I had the cash to buy my own food, go out and, you know, go to Burger King or McDonald's because we didn't do that. So that was important too buy my own clothes and then contribute to, uh, you know, upgrading my car. I spent a lot of money on my car yeah. that I probably shouldn't have spent. That, yeah. that was my first job. Um, but the first day I could start working, I started working. So I love that how you, you, you saw you needed a growth mechanism to keep making more money. So it all makes right off the bat. Right, you need yeah. more money right because that. you wanted rims, you yeah. want a nicer car, and you yeah. wanted to make more money. And you saw how to do that. Eckerd's Drugs, being a cashier, wasn't going to do it. But delivering money, delivering pizzas and making more tips made you more money. Yeah, I love Stu and Frankie. That is so That's up north. That's New York stuff, yeah. man. <laughs> that if is you call, right up New York. I'm, I'm going to find a <laughs> Is there a Stu in Texas? Yeah, Stu and Frankie. Stu and Frankie. <laughs> I got a friend named Frankie. That's awesome. Yeah. Frankie Grassante. I yeah. love yeah. Frankie. Yeah. 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 All right, Kimberly. Sure. What's the question? So, yeah, uh, where did you start work and why? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay, so I started um, at 15 years old at Burger King. That yeah. was my first job. I started off at Burger King because that was the only place that would hire a 15-year-old. And um, I needed a job. Yeah. I needed an income. You know, uh, you know my story. I was an orphan, yeah. and I didn't have any money. I needed a way to make money for myself. And um, that was just me. I started off at Burger King, Bur and yeah. Burger King was my first job. Don't We better be careful with that, Justin, because you did a Burger King clip. Somebody did a reel of you talking about Burger King and how you got a raise, and boy, did it blow up. You were employee of the month. Yeah, but, Absolutely. Right? People were talking bad about you on that Burger King clip. They were, they were just jealous because you yeah. went out there and cleaned that playground equipment and got more money. 
Hey, listen. Whatever it takes. Yeah, whatever (laughs) it takes. And I can tell you this. You know, being an orphan, coming from a mother that committed suicide, there's not a negative comment out there that can penetrate me. So keep them coming, baby. I don't care. I wanted to post this the other day, and I I think I'm going to post this. It says, remember the old days when my grandmother taught me this thing? Sticks and stones may break my bones, but words will never hurt me. Oh, bingo. So Democrats and Republicans, listen to that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, you ain't going to, I don't care what you say. Yeah. So, but anyway, I did become employee of the month and I got a little raise from that. And I was always just wanting to make a great impression at my job that Mm. I was in to, to get more money. You know, the better you are performer, the more you'll make. I mean, and and that's how it should work. Anyway, that's that's what I thought in my mind. And that's the, that's the road that I was going to live on. Two for two. So we, we both started working as early as we possibly could. How about you? Me too, man. You know yeah. that. My story was at Walmart. You know, I lied on my application. I said I was 15. <laughs> I'm oh 16, boy. and I was only 15, and I got busted. Yeah. It took a long time because there was not computer systems in the system. You had an old time card. and So I guess it took away for Walmart's not near as big as it was then, and it took away to go up the system. And HR kind of, I don't mean, they probably mailed something because they didn't have an email. So yeah. I went back, and I remember getting called into the GM's office and, um, I think his name was Stuart at the time. And I looked up to the guy because he was the GM. He drove this little white Ranger. See, I'm I'm paying attention to stuff. I'm like, what's this guy drive? He's the GM of Walmart. Yeah, he must yeah, be yeah. a millionaire. At 15 years old. Yeah, like I'm watching him. Yeah, and I'm, yeah. But I lied on my application to get a job. And I got busted. He called me in. I cried. And he said, you lied. I said, yeah, I did. But I have to work because I'm poor. And, my, and he understood. He said, okay, Chris, I can get in big time trouble. Go back, come back when you're 16. The, he said, the day of your birthday, come back. And I got my job back. I mean, it was only like three months, and I got my job back. And But then, I, you know, I, I watched that, and I, I saw him. I saw other managers. I, I didn't like, you know, cleaning up the flower beds every night. Or, you know, I, I worked in the garden center. So I wanted to be like the next guy up. Yeah. And I saw the buggy boy. I want to be that guy. He gets a dollar more raise or whatever it was at that time. I want to be the guy who got the shopping cart and changed the trash. He made more money. So I saw that, and I wanted that, and that's the next position I got there. So yeah. moral of the story is, here's guys, we all went to work at a very young age, mm-hmm. and we looked up to others, and we tried to step up in ladders, and we tried to make more money, and we tried to, whatever you call it, I called it kissing butt to yeah. get another job. And if that's what I had to do in front of my manager, go over and kiss butt and show her how hard I'm working to get that next job, that's what I did because I saved my money. Yeah. Helped my mama pay the electrical bill. That's right. Yep. So, uh, well, cool. That's where we go. So that's where we go. So this other questions that we get in here. Uh, What did you do while you were just out of high school? So if your first job, big decisions, did you go to college or no? Yeah. So for me, um, yeah, definitely went to college. Uh, What was my deciding factor? I had no other choice. I I had Mm -hmm. to provide for myself. Again, you know, being an orphan. Having no um, support, I had to support myself, and um, I chose to go to college. And I knew, I didn't know what I wanted to do at the time. I didn't even know anything about college, to be honest. I had a best girlfriend at the time. She had wonderful parents. Their parents were pushing her towards college, and I was basically just following her, her guidance. And so her, her mom and dad chose SFA for her, and I'm like, okay, that sounds like a great college for me, too. Little did I know that my dad attended A&M at that time because yeah. no one shared that with me or I would have probably applied to A&M. But, <clears throat> excuse me, but again, my dad was killed at a very early age and no one talked about his death and, or, 
or anything that he'd done. So that wasn't shared with me. So uh, I chose SFA and went to, she wanted to be a nurse. And I'm like, well, that sounds interesting to me. Let me do that too. And so I graduated with a bachelor's of science degree in nursing. And and I chose to go the college route. And that was a way for me to provide for myself. One thing that we were dating. You did this, and I was proud of you because you took this step that you actually became a like a like a nurse assistant or something, so you could work yeah, during so, school. Yeah, so we graduated in May. Yeah, and um, and I immediately went into the local hospital had a CNA program. Yeah, and I I went into that program and completed uh, that program over the summer before I went to SFA, so I could just in the event. Um, if I could work during college, that was another way to make a little bit more money is working as a certified nursing assistant. Cleaning bedpans. Yeah, cleaning <laughs> bedpans. Yeah. Let See, me tell you. She did it all, guys. I'm telling you. Yeah. Proud of yes. you. Yes. Rich in history over here. Hey, but I, I'm, I'm kind of, I mean, I'm sad that you didn't go to A&M, but I'm kind of glad you didn't go to A&M because you probably would have married one of them yell leader dudes that are pretty cool up there. <laughs> and, not, and, and not took me. So yeah. uh, poor, poor me. So it was it was God's way. That's right. God had a plan. Justin, yes. uh, for me, I mean, I, I always uh, I was a good student. So I was always, you know, aspiring to to get good SAC stores. I was a straight A student and I always knew that I wanted to go to college and um, neither of my parents did. So I was, make, you know, breaking a generational gap and I was always into computers like I was the you know, the, the AOL instant messenger playing world of Warcraft, fantasy football, like combination of just like nerdy stuff, sports, all of it. So I went for systems analysis and design and I got a bachelor's degree in that. And then I also achieved, you know, through time, um, a master's degree in organizational management. So, but the, the kicker for me and the, the one pivotal moment is I went to college and also worked, right? Because I had to take out a bunch of student loans. I had to pay my way through. There was no college fund to get me there. I had to sign a bunch of information and loan docs and and things that um, I wasn't equipped and didn't have the knowledge of what I was actually doing. So I had to work to pay some of that through. And I'm still, to this day, paying for for some of those decisions. But Mm -hmm. the, the pivotal moment was I got a job working for Buffalo Wild Wings as a server and navigated my way through going to college and earning my degree while actually learning to love a business of hospitality um, or, you know, growing to love a business of hospitality. And I always interchanged the two. So every report that I ever wrote for a management class was about bartending or serving or tipping or hospitality. And I saw for me as I was paying for college to improve my skill set at the job I was falling in love with. And that I think paid dividends down the road because I've written a lot of reports and gone through the educational piece combined with how that applies to what I currently do today. And granted that was now 20 years ago, so things have changed, but that made a lot of sense. So when I was getting ready to get into management, I had management skills and I had already had my own version of what that looked like. And even as a server, picked the brains of the people that even the managers wanted time with. So um, did go to college, became a server, navigated my way through Buffalo Wild Wings. I'd go home you know, I would. I went to the University of Tampa. My grandmother lived in Sarasota. I'd drive home on weekends to bartend, and then I would start navigating my college schedule. So, like, 
you could do typically Monday, Wednesdays or Tuesday, Thursdays yeah. to do. I would just load Tuesday, Thursday with classes. Mm -hmm. And then that gains me two extra days to work mm -hmm. and make money and, you know, navigate um, through that. But I, I look back and I hear all of these things on should I go to college or should I not? Or should I go into a career path and get really, really good there? Um, for The niche for me was I attacked both at the same time. And I think that there's a lot to that. Even Management 330, which was one of the hardest classes I've ever taken. When you learn about efficiency and effectiveness and read paragraphs, um, I applied that to Buffalo Wild Wings and it helped me immensely. Yeah. Well, you know, that's yeah. what I, I tell our kids that they really don't have a choice. They have to go to college and do something. I don't care what they do, but they they have to do something so that they can fall back on later in life. Yeah. And and college is expensive. Like you said, you have student alone debts or whatever. It is very expensive. 20 years later, I'm still paying them. Yeah. Yes. But mm -hmm. kids, if I'm speaking to the younger kids out there, go. There's so much financial scholarships out yes. there, grants. I went to college on a Pell Grant. I was an orphan, however, so I, I've qualified. But there's so many. And I hear young people say, I don't want to apply for that. I have too much pride. If it's there, take advantage of it. It'll help you in the long run. There's so many financial scholarships I left that out. out. I was, a, I was yep. a bowler. I'll throw it out there. I, I, yep. I, I bowled, and I would go to these t like little tournaments on the weekend. And my first semester of college, through years of high school of bowling, I got a bunch of scholarships and help paid. Yeah. I also wrote so many paragraphs I remember my junior and senior or mostly my junior year to try to get those small grants even if it was $250 guys do it yeah because yeah. you're it. gonna be paying it back it That's might right. not feel like when you sign the docs and you're 21 years old or 20 years old yeah. that you ever have to pay that back they're coming for it and by the time you pay for it it's an $1,100 note <laughs> yeah so use that yeah. to your advantage absolutely yep. Yep. 100% yeah. I think there's a lot of experience that happens at college too we talk about that every day with our kids oh, yeah. and their friends and they're like uh, I'm bored uh, all I do is go to class and play video games and it's too expensive to go out well that's what life's but it's teaching you yes, <laughs> yes living on a budget my kid is learning that <laughs> um hey uh i wasn't a good student so um as as people know i've said that many a times i did not go to college i went to one year of it and it just was not for me there was no pictures in the book so it wasn't built for me as a matter of fact i was in uh they i don't know if y'all we called it resource all the way up through eighth grade until they finally mainstream me now uh, just because I was a slow learner. So you don't need that. But um, my first job really kind of changed me, like to change my career path was the sawmill when I got that job. And I want to thank shout out to my boy Frankie for getting me that job. And I remember I was offered five fifty an hour, and I thought, holy crap, that's a lot of money back then. <laughs> and it was really helping me out financially at home. And uh, But, it, it uh, you know, I learned from him. I got to see the owner of it up close work see him walk in every day and that's really yeah. what changed me and i saw i want to be this guy and i really if kissing butt or whatever just showing off peacocking as i say this when he'd walk in i made sure the back of the house or the back of the where we built the furniture was clean and, and uh, you know i made sure when we did deliveries i you know upsold did everything i could and i got that opportunity to step up as a salesman and then yeah. that's when i really knew then the conversation started got i got to be this really the manager of the store and manage people and lead people and just learn teach myself and watch others do it. But really what taught me the most, I think the big thing was I got to learn to lead and mm -hmm. then I got to talk to him because he was always talking about opening another store. And that's when me and you talked about we had money. We had saved some money. You had some inheritance that you had got that you had saved all the Social Security money that you have got from their past. And that's when I was like, Clint, we got a little bit of money. And that's when he was like, oh, let's talk. But it never you know, happened 
but luckily we had some money. So that kind of what taught me that there too. So yeah, but it wasn't. Yeah, it's so secure. The government or pays. It was. Yeah. Uh, Social Security to kids that don't have parents. Right. Yeah. So it wasn't inheritance, but it was. It was that's security. what it was. Social Security. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah, saved yeah. from you. I remember that when we yeah. had this conversation. So that's where I started at Sawmill. And it taught me a lot, man. I watched everybody, what they did. Um, okay. Where are some of the first big moments in your career early on? Tell me some of the big moment. Simple. I've got a, a cool story. Do you want yeah, yeah, go ahead, because I need to think about this one. For for me, what comes to mind is I, I think everybody has to learn to play a really good supporting role in preparation for when they get that big first moment. And I always wanted to be a GM. That was a huge deal. I saw GMs, and I was so young, like they're in charge of the show. And they, it was just, it was such, it was a position that for many, many years I, I sought after. And I got into management, very quickly became an assistant general manager, and I got to open a store. Um, and I was with my wife at the time. It was just me and Missy. And there was always an element of I told our regional manager, anytime, anywhere, you ever need a GM, I'm there. Right? Like I, that, you, ha you have to consider doing that, being able to go where you need to go, when you need to go, if you want to take that stand. So I got a call. And it was, uh, hey, we lost our GM at um, Clark Road Buffalo Wild Wings in Sarasota, Florida, which ironically was the one that I worked at as a server, which was just the dream come true. You know, it was a Saturday night. Can you be there Monday morning? Yeah. I need yeah. you. And, and granted, guys, I'm, you know, don't quote me, like 24 years old. I'm young. I'm mm -hmm. a, I'm, this is a big position for yeah, a, a young guy. Is. And I went there and they sent a little bit of support. And I took a store at that time, the company had, you know, upwards of 65 B-dubs. I took it from the bottom portion of the scorecard to two years running, being number one, becoming general manager of the year and being honored and taking a store that they were lost to GM. They were considering closing and for two years running, making it highly profitable um, and just building my skill set. But it was just a huge moment for me because as I sit where I am now, I'll always get to go back in this hospitality industry and say that I ran one of the most important positions that we have mm -hmm. at a high level for a long time. And I can help go to that place. You know, my feeling I can put my GM shoes on. And I can and I can talk to you and help you solve things that you might be working with. But it was a huge moment for me. It wasn't my favorite job ever because it is highly stressful to have uh, your name on yeah, the door and is. to be dealing with your boots on the ground. And you're responsible for so much. Yeah. Um, but it, it was a huge pivotal moment because it was the first time in my life that I was... Um, I would say rewarded for my hard work and an honored and acknowledged for all of the things that I had learned, the yeah. experiences that I had. And it was just, um, it was a super, super big deal. And every job after it's something that I make sure people know. Yeah. I did that job. I did it at a high level. I got the call and I was there. And an interesting fact is that store is now closed. Yeah. Oh man. Many, many, many years later. Yeah. Um, and I think to myself, like, would it be closed if I was still running yeah. it? And I mean, that's a crazy thought, but it goes back to good leader, good store. And it's just so, it's such an important role. And that was a huge pivotal moment for me because yeah. it was a, it was a stepping stone to everything else I ever got. Yeah, cool. I'm going to take that's this awesome. one give you more yeah. time to think because this one for sure right here. Yeah, is, go ahead. Is, um, I'm still thinking. The biggest pivotal yeah. moment in my life is when we bought our Quiznos. Yeah. Yeah. Because I was comfortable the sawmill manager made decent income. 
you were a nurse, decent mm-hmm. income. Mm-hmm. We had our, our first child. We were comfortable. Mm-hmm. Financially, we could have lived, but we weren't spiritually and passion comfortable because we had a dream that we wanted to own our own business. And we stepped out there. So the, I think the when I go back and answer this question, it's like that first day that we signed that agreement. You came, I remember you came and picked me up in your little blue eclipse. I've got a picture of us riding in the car. Yeah. We had I had my sawmill shirt. We took the picture. You had your nursing outfit. We went to the golden croissant. We signed the paperwork, handed ten thousand dollar check to them. That was the big moment. Because mm-hmm. we could have been like most people, right? We could have just stayed comfortable in our jobs. Yeah. yeah. But we wouldn't have this dream that we have today. Yeah. So that we took that step. It was scary. It was oh my God. You what put it little, all on the line. Yeah, you were a little yeah. reluctant at the I time. Was. I, I was. I was scared. I was dragging my feet because you know, I'm the I'm the guy. I'm the dad. Yeah. I'm the the husband. I'm supposed to be provider. Yeah. And I'm like, is this is this the right move? I mean, I have a job. You have a job. We had insurance. We had everything comfortable. Had a nice little car seat, but we didn't have the dream we really wanted. And the, and I feel like that was the step that we took. We took it. We talked to people every day. How'd you get what you got? Well, we we made a un, we made a step. We put what we had back. Mm-hmm. And we were like, okay, we're there. That's our life. We could live that life, mm-hmm. but we want this life, and we want to change the world. We want to we want to be able to be bosses. We want to be able to change other people's life. That was our vision. So that yeah. day, we took that step. Biggest day ever in my life. Yeah. Yeah, what you got? So ask me the question again. Where were some of the big moments in your career early on? Okay, so in my career, I had to leave what I was comfortable in, and that was nursing. I went, I was educating in nursing. I worked in nursing. I loved my job. had great hours. It was great for a woman. Mm. That's a great career for a woman, right? Yeah great hours you can do whatever you want sky's the limit in nursing um so i walked away from my career to go and be a gm at a quiznos and that was the most pivotal moment of my wow. life yeah. wow you know, that's a wowzers yeah, yeah going yeah. and managing young teenagers depending on young teenagers to run your store and be solely financial for a, a location was was pretty scary for me but there was nothing that I couldn't do, right? You, mm-hmm. you know my history, you know my background, you know where I come from. And I wasn't going to let any obstacles stand in my way. And so I just rolled up my sleeves and I started washing dishes. Mm-hmm. And what I mean by that is I started from the ground up. I learned to how to manage a restaurant. I learned how to manage inventory, cogs, all the things on my own. And I had to go read. I researched. We didn't have good internet access back then. It was AOL dial-up. And so Barnes and Nobles in the library was the way I, you know, just dug my nose in a book and just started learning. And looking back over our career, that's that was a pivotal moment yeah. for me to step out of my career because I didn't have to. I could have stayed alongside and continued to to be a nurse and work in the nursing field. But I saw so much potential in you and I partnering and becoming business partners and and I just had the desire in my heart. God put the desire in my heart to yeah. be where we are today. And so I just took that leap of faith. And I always say, you know, pray, seek, and then the most important part is knocking. And yeah. you have to do something. You have to step out in faith in order for make, you to make your dreams come yeah. true. It was because we opened our first, and then we opened our second a year later. Yeah. And you, so I was running the first one. You were still nursing, so we had that income. And then we canceled that income. Yeah. <laughs> it took a pay decrease to come open that other store. It yeah, was and, a, and we learned how to survive on a smaller 
much smaller, smaller budget. Cut back a lot. Yeah. Ate a lot of sandwiches. But we had a vision. We did. We had a dream. And it was bigger than... Yes. And, and one thing I will say this too, um, don't look at the day-to-day. You got to look at the year-to-year, right? You got to prepare yes. yourself like this isn't just for right now. So there's some uncomfortable moments today. You guys that are asking these questions that want to know, yeah, it's uncomfortable mm-hmm. at first, but if you have a passion, a dream, and you stay work hard and focused on it, it'll eventually pay off for you. So yeah. yeah. Uh, okay. So uh, what did you do to move through the ladders? So this one, I don't know how I can answer this one, actually, because, you know, the ladders are, I created the ladder, so I'm climbing the own ladder. Yeah. But, uh, so it's very hard for me to answer this question, but what do I do? Steadfast, right? Yeah. Stay on the plan. Continue to pray. Continue to ask, seek, and then knock. Yeah. We're always, you know, going forward. And I always pray, God, close the door if that's not the door you want us to walk down. And I totally have faith and trust that he'll close that door. So what do I do? I just steadfast. Every day I get up with inspiration, stay fast. And and he's going to provide. Don't be anxious about the things that you cannot control. Just look forward. You have a a large team behind you that are looking towards you and up to you, and you've got to keep moving forward. You know, you answer that question the same way every time. Every time. Mm -hmm. It might be worded a little differently, but you answer that same question every time. Uh, Justin? For, for me, because I got the opportunity to navigate through a little bit more of a, you know, a, a corporate world is constantly setting yourself up for those special moments with with leaders who can make decisions to promote you or give you those gateways. And the way that I did that, and I've rinsed and repeated this for a, a lot of things that I've done in life is I knew at the time as an assistant manager, our CEO was just absolutely absurd obnoxious about white walls and frp Mm -hmm. and instead of bucking the system i decided to create my own system on how we're gonna have the cleanest white walls out of any restaurant that he's ever seen yeah and that was something that he would come in and notice and go man how's this how's this young kid have the cleanest white walls and i've got people that have been with me for 15 years and they still don't get it for me, that put me as a plus one. Yeah. The yeah. second nugget that I have here is you're going to have jobs and you're going to, whether it was a line check or a QSC that we call them, which is basically a getting your shift set up for success and getting all the standards and temperatures and all of that together, do those things with integrity every single day. And I take a lot of pride that when we would get an audit from corporate or those people that could promote you, it did not matter if I was there or I was not there because I taught making sure that we did the systems appropriately and correctly and trained them every single day. So it might feel redundant and it might not be the system that you want to run, but if you can become so kick-ass at the system at hand that the decision makers that are going to promote you through that ladder you know, are proud of you, you'll position yourself one day to make tweaks to that system or implement your own system or be a decision maker. But not until you've worked those positions and executed the systems with integrity and taken what's important to those leaders around you, the job you chose to work for and sign up for, and executed that at a high level and said, hey, boss, I got the cleanest walls in the damn country, come mm-hmm. look at me, you're going to gain yourself more conversations and gateways and exposure to those people because they're going to want to know how you did it. And they're going to want to oh, know yeah. why you yep. care so much. How are you wired like that? Because I need to create other little versions of you. So that's honestly how I went from becoming a server to the director of IT 
um, in a very, very short time frame. And I rinsed and repeated that, and it just, it just frankly yep. worked. And I don't think there's anything, you know, it's just the approach that I took that I, I try in my current role to now understand why others are not wired like that. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Why can't I get others yes. to not think in this world and today. feel like that? Yeah. Um, so I spend a lot of time trying to figure that out, but that was my recipe. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's awesome. Good. That's how I became employee of the month. I love right White there. Walls. Yeah. Right I love yeah. F clean <laughs> FRP, you know? Yeah. Um, there was a lot back in the day. In the you know, some of these <laughs> restaurants went to black FRP to yeah. keep the high, yeah. the high that hide that stuff. But uh, really quickly on this one, how did I rise through the ladders? Um, and I guess um, of, of the business, and I still do it today, right? It's speak up when it's your opportunity to and definitely be seen. You gotta be noticed. Mm -hmm. So any job you are, and I remember I, I got an email a while back from a guy that was leaving the company of of, of one of our big brands, and he he said, you know, one thing he posted on LinkedIn. He said one thing I always liked about Chris is every time he walked in the room, you knew he walked in the room. You know, it's the way you dress, the way oh. you carry yourself, the way you speak, or what. Yeah. So any job you're doing, from the lowest to the highest, right? Speak up when it's time to speak up, right? And then be seen. Let your bosses know, let your superiors know, let others know that you're out trying to kick butt. Yeah. Right? I want to see my guys out there. I want somebody to walk up and say, hey, when is the next time for an opportunity, I want it. Mm -hmm. I love that. They, sometimes they don't even know. They, yeah. Just, just yeah. if you're out there and you're a shopping cart guy, if you're working in any business and you, your boss is around, make sure he sees you. Because one day he's going to be like, I like how this guy's over here kicking his butt. He's over here kicking butt over here. And, and notice that, right? And also, too, when you have the opportunity to speak to your boss or speak to your superior, speak to anybody, communicate with them effectively. Like, ready? Have your speech ready. Like, hey, man. Hey, sir. Sir, can I talk to you for a second? Hey, man, if there's ever an opportunity for me to grow in this business, I want to be that guy. I have a passion for what I'm doing. Let us know that. Let your people know that that work for you. Yeah, so, yep. we still do that today. Still do it today. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. Okay, last, guys. We'll keep these uh, little bullet points here. What do you do to continue to achieve greatness today, Kimberly? So my greatness comes from my uh, rising early. If you, Every leadership book you read out there is going to tell you to get up before everybody else does. Yeah. And um, have your time. And my time is with the Lord. And I just I open my Bible and I do 30, 15 to 30 minutes reading every morning. Um, that's, I contribute that to my greatness. I contributed that to where I'm at today and what we've built and where we've become. So, um, that as long as, as well as my family, mm -hmm. that's my other part of my greatness. I have four beautiful, wonderful children and a great husband. Thank you. Yeah. Good, good. Mm -hmm. It's all great. Mm -hmm. Justin. No, it's, it's, it's um I came from a very different place in responding to that. So it's really cool to hear that your answer didn't even have anything to do with work. Yeah. No. And and as a result of what you just said is why you are how you are at work. So mm -hmm. that that's that's yeah. pretty dang cool. For me, it is a very, you know, obviously driven by, you know, getting as many moments with my kids and improving um, you know, my relationship with with Miss. Uh I I think greatness comes from just truly you know, we have a pulse of our customer in our stores that we're constantly trying to get our people to just do as good as a job as they possibly can. But you need to have a you know a pulse on your leaders, the industry as a whole, and then the other leaders that are out there. And in this day and age, there's just so much information out there to grab. So in my feeds, go right back to the you control the algorithm thing is I'm constantly looking at what GMs, multi-units are doing, other companies are doing. 
trying to improve my skill set alongside some of the most influential people to me that I share good mindset with. And I think there's synergies in our culture with, and that's why like we jive with Gary V to an extent, yeah. because there's certain things that like he does that we are trying to do. And it just helps when you can put a gratitude gorilla up versus something else. It just, it resonates. So I'm, yeah. I'm constantly spending my free time um, with the social feeds that I do look at um, populated by my own team populated by people that may want to work for us in the future or that I just admire what they're out there doing everywhere down to an hourly employee. There's such cool stuff out there um, to also looking at influential business leaders. And then, uh, you know, lastly is just good, solid collaboration. And, you know, even this podcast, even getting in this room, learning more about you guys mm -hmm. and how we can collaborate better and how yeah. I can now get into your mind a little bit more and understand what makes you tick what's important to you and how we drive this bus forward. And I spend, I, I mean, I spend a lot of time, you know, caring so much about the team and others and our people, but that's not always what the, maybe the perception of um, what I do is, but I will tell you, if you want to achieve greatness, you have to be paying attention to all of those things all of the time, unrelenting, and that's um, that. That's a biggie for me. So I spend. I don't look. I'm the guy without the Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. If, and, in, yeah. yeah. I don't know if, uh, if this is appropriate for me to insert this here or not, but it's so, always appropriate. So greatness is it your responsibility to be great, or is it someone else's responsibility to make you great? And I think that is what younger folks need to figure out the world has changed with that there's there's different elements of that because as you were speaking and you're like hey when you walk into a room and i i'm i'm sure you feel this as well because we just know you know all everybody knows chris alexa when he comes in and yeah. you not only bring in a presence and a vibe it's a positive one yeah when i walk into a room i don't bring in that positive vibe that you do but i bring in maybe a little more um you know you're gonna get what you get yeah. <laughs> he's, yeah. when, when it's his you know he's going to be one of the more quiet people in the room but it's when it's time to talk it's going to be you know supported with data it's going to be very concise thoughtful and you better have your shit together if you're going to give an yeah. answer yeah. yeah and yeah and that's the, both of those are great mm -hmm. yeah and then same thing with kim led you know how you lead um th you know the the spiritual mindset and the prove it model and all of that that's great too so greatness also, that I'm so glad you brought that up, isn't one thing. It's what makes you great. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Tap into that. Mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. I'm glad you yeah. brought uh, brought all that up because, yeah. first off, on your comment, uh, it, it takes it to, to build an all-star team, you got to have a receiver, running back, quarterback, kicker, you know, punter, everybody. So not everybody can be the main guy that catches a touchdown every time, right? You got to right. have everybody do the, gr uh, the, the grunt work sometimes. Second, on your comment was, that's what's wrong with the world today. Everybody's looking back to be help, make somebody, they want somebody to help them to be great. Yeah. You got to go out and be great yourself. You yeah. know, this world, oh, this world is not a good, it's not a, it's not a nice world, right? It's not built, you got to work hard. You got to go out and get your groceries. You got to go out and buy your groceries. You got to go build your house. You got to go work for it these days. Some of these people today aren't, don't want to be great. They just want to be giving it to them. That's all the youth, I think, is what you're getting at, right? Yeah, well, I just I, I want to iterate that it's our responsibility to be great and provide greatness yeah. to others. It's it's the individual's responsibility. No one is going to knock on Kim Alexa's door and say, here. Hey, yeah, 
here's the card to be great. You got to go be great on your own. And whether that's through leadership books, podcasts, um, you know, YouTube reels, whatever it may be, you're constantly pouring into your own self yeah. so that you can be great. Love it. Uh, one of the things That's I, I want to, uh, yeah, it is. And <laughs> I'll, I'll share good, this because yeah. Kim, y'all both hit on this to achieve greatness on my side. I guess I'm going to keep it really short and simple. I keep my buckets right. I try to hit my buckets every day. You know, I tell your family guide, uh, you know, being a husband, being a good business owner in my personal life, try to take care of myself a little bit personally and health wise, just in case something bad sneaks up on me again. One thing that I, 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 I do drive myself though, and y'all see this every day when I walk in our stores, when I get on my cameras. You witnessed yesterday watching cameras, and we weren't best in class. Mm -hmm. And I, that's my drive. I want to be mm -hmm. best in class. Yeah. I want to sh show off mm -hmm. or whatever you want to call it, but I want to be the best Buffalo Wild Wings out there. I want to have the best service out there. I want to have... All that, the best hospitality, the best chicken wings, the best cold beer, the best roast beef sandwich. I want to be the best yeah. at it. And if you're not driving to be the best, it's going to be hard to ever get halfway, you know, because you got to go for up high. You got to go to win every time. Every time I get the ball, I want to score a touchdown. Yeah. Every time. One of the biggest things that I will say, too, of, to achieve greatness that I've learned lately is to not make conversations a competition, right? When I sit down with you and I sit down with you or I sit down with our guys, mm -hmm. I try to listen to you and not just mm -hmm. because I'm above you mm -hmm. or whatever position it is that it's a, it's a competition. I want to hear you out yeah, and I want to have a great conversation. You said a great thing on our call today. All our regionals are coming in for our Christmas meeting. Bring ideas, bring open-minded Make those conversations not a competition. Let's just don't. If they say something like, hey, this sucks, I'm not going to blow up and get mad. Hey, what do you mean my plan sucks? Yeah. No, what do you mean? No, I, I want to hear about it. Tell right. me about it. So that's what a lot of people, young people do, and, and a lot of other people do. A lot of leaders that I've been around, if you go up to them, they make it a competition. Like, you trying to show me up? No, I'm not trying to show you up. I just want to talk to you. Yeah. I want to run something past you. I want to make me make you better. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the big things I have to that answers the question, though, right? Like we that, that literally is from we were very, very young to what we're sitting here talking about today. So like if there, there's so many nuggets, if you're asking that question of like, how do I get where you're at? Yeah. You know, pick what you're good at. Find out what you're great at state. You know, just try to become exceptional at what you're doing. But it's it's not going to be paid forward. Yeah. It's not going to be handed and yeah. given to you. You're going to have to work hard. And, and maybe the better question or the second question to you is once you go out and get that job to someone like us is how do I become great at this job? Yeah. Yeah. And, and greater. We'll, or, or great, whatever. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. How do I become greater at this job? Hey, it's like, yeah. hey, hey, Mr. Alexa, uh, I, I watched your podcast. I went out there and I'm bagging groceries at HEB. How do I become the best bagger of groceries at HEB? It'll blow your mind, that conversation, yeah. and how quickly you'll blow your boss's minds. Mm -hmm. that's, the, that's the court you need to play in, and then good things will start happening, and opportunities will start arising. Yeah. And, yeah. Be and the when they arise, you have to... You better be you ready. Pounce. You have to, yes, you yep. have to be ready. Speak up, be seen. But you'll have gained experience. <laughs> you won't yeah. just have had a thought or a, a wish the whole time. Yeah. That's right. I love that. Uh, I think we've said that before. Uh, you know, be the best at your position. Yep. So if you're the bagger and you're 16 years old or you're working at HEB, I see those people at HEB, they're bagging them groceries. Yeah. Be the best bagger. 
Yeah. You know, be the them, best at your position, but strive for the next yeah, position. Yeah, how do I get to that guy? Yeah. Well, then let your boss see how good a bagger you are. Yeah. Yep. Cool. All right. Well, hey, good conversation today. Thank yeah. you so yeah, much, yeah. guys. Fun. Yeah. Uh, we got to get to Beaumont. Uh, we're remodeling that store real quickly, getting it done. Hopefully, we have it finished by next week. Can't wait to go see the finished project on that store. So I got to get over there real quickly. But thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And thank you for watching, thank guys. You. Again, I want to pu push this out. Please go subscribe to our podcast. Uh, we need more. We want more. And uh, we want to be best in class. And we want to get better at this. So we're trying to prove at it. So if you have comments, please share comments to us, too. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Thank Thumbs you, guys. Later. Appreciate you.